What's up, guys? Welcome to The Road Podcast, the podcast where we talk about overall well-being, health, and all the crazy things that happen on this road that we call life. I'm your host, Jonathan Shane. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Road Podcast. Your host, Jonathan Shane. Today, I have a special guest, Miss Rebecca Farmer. I have known Rebecca since pre-COVID. Uh, you know, she she's she's used the carn carnivorous keto diet, as she puts it in her Instagram, um, to <laughs> overcome um a lot of a lot of issues, a lot of health issues, and just to see her now and who she was when we first met, it's crazy to see how much she's healed her body and how much she's been able to just bring it to a place of health. Um, and so I'm super excited to have her on. I'm super excited to dive into some of the things that she's wrestled with. Um, and yeah, how are you doing, Rebecca? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to be here. I was kind of looking forward to your intro, though. I was expecting the keto road. <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> I have I have debated putting that into the podcast, I've, but I'm like, huh? I love it. It's so yours. Uh, you got to. I, no, I think I think I, I think I'll own it. I, I think I think it might happen. And if it happens, just know that you inspired it. You you Good. made me pull the trigger. <laughs> I'm that's I'm great. To be here. Thank you for thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So I know that we had talked, and you know, and and you you wanted to get on the show too. But like, I was just I don't know. It just rain dinged on me. I was I was going through Instagram the other day, and I just saw one of your posts, and I was like, man, like. I know we've been trying to make this work and I really got to get her on because it's been like, it's just crazy to see um, what you've kind of gone through. And I know that, um, you know, we can dive into all sorts of things, but just for the audience, kind of walk them through briefly, just kind of like, you know, what you've kind of experienced and wrestled with and then, you know, what it took to get on the other side of that. Yeah. Um, Well, I have suffered from malnutrition since a young age. I was diagnosed with osteoporosis in sixth grade and then a bunch of severe mood disorders in seventh grade, ADHD, narcolepsy, anxiety, depression. And these weren't just diagnoses. Like I was really suffering, seriously suffering. And so they put me on Adderall, clonazepam, and Ambien. I took those for 13 years, and I just continued to get worse and worse and worse. And um, right after high school, I ran into a lot of chronic pain, um, rushed to the emergency room. I was diagnosed with costochondritis. And, um, and then eventually, I realized I've got to get off of these medications. I was just totally burning out. I would stay up for like five days at a time, like nothing. I was a wired zombie and I wasn't getting any better. And um, so I got off of those meds and it, that was horrific. It, that was really, really difficult. And at the same time, I was running into so many problems as far as fatigue. Um, I was having crippling suffocation and anxiety attacks to the point where I truly was bed bound. Um, so shortly after that, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease <clears throat> and I decided to start working with functional medicine doctors because traditional doctors didn't have anything to tell me anymore. I was like, I'm not taking these pills. What else you got for me? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> so functional medicine doctors, 
helped me to uncover a plethora of autoimmune issues like fibromyalgia, um, Raynaud's, I've been diagnosed with lupus, Crest scleroderma, which is a connective tissue disease, um, ulcerative colitis developed later on, true celiac. My digestion was a wreck. I've had gastroparesis, diverticulitis, slow transit colon, <clears throat> and I just kept uncovering all these things that I, you know, for a long time, I just felt like God intended for me to suffer. I know that sounds horrible, but I couldn't abandon my faith. Um, so that was the only thing that I could come up with is, you know, well, God creates some people to suffer here on earth. And I just, I always felt pretty miserable. Um, so it was actually encouraging to get all of these diagnoses because it's like, oh, so it's not normal. <laughs> um, and then eventually I started to lose severe amounts of weight. And a lot of people said, well, it's because you're doing the keto diet. That's a weight loss diet. And I truly was eating up to 6,000 calories a day at one point and still, still losing weight. And so I was finally tested for C. diff. And it came back positive. And I went through 13 rounds of antibiotics. I was resistant to all of them. So I was approved for a fecal transplant. And it didn't work. Um, then I had a second fecal transplant. And it worked. And then two months later, the C. diff came back. So I have had a total of three fecal transplants. And now we're coming up to 2019. Um, Right after my third transplant, I still had the C. diff, and I was just wasting away. Um, ulcerative colitis was really bad, and I was involuntarily throwing up. I was also struggling with binge eating because the sight of my emaciated body was triggering the heck out of me. I was terrified. Um, and so in the emergency room, they told me, we're going to have to hook you up to a feeding tube and remove your colon. And then I asked to speak with the dietitian privately. And I told her, look, I want you to let me eat only meat in here. And she allowed me to do that. And she got me in touch with the chef um, in the kitchen at the hospital. And he was sending up multiple entrees of meat, hard boiled eggs and butter. And I was literally hoarding these in my room because I was being held in isolation because of the C. diff. So I could get away with some things. Um, I was also hiding like berberine to, to balance my blood sugar. Um, and I was able to gain four pounds in the emergency room. My blood sugar stabilized. I no longer needed glucagon chats. And um, one week later, they were like, you're so stable. We can't even hold you here anymore. And so the dietitian told the doctor and the doctor told me, go home and eat your weird all meat diet. And I've never looked back since then. Um, and I've been able to heal my gut and my mind. I was also in a, an abusive relationship last year and mm. being able to support myself the way that I did in the hospital, like get some stability. I came back with 
a stronger, more resilient mind. And it was like night and day. It was like, oh my goodness, I have to get out of here. Um, I had a lot of people telling me, you have to get away from this guy. He's a narcissist. And he was, I mean, totally abusing me, but I just didn't have the strength or energy to, I didn't know what to do. But when I came back, it was like, no, no. I started taking cold showers again and I escaped homelessness. And um, I, now I'm, you know, on my own, I'm supporting myself and I'm helping others overcome what many doctors would say is uncurable. Um, so I test negative for all of every single autoimmune issue I have ever been diagnosed with, including Hashimoto's thyroiditis, Addison's disease, including Lyme disease. A lot of these things people will say they're uncurable and it's not true. I'm here to tell people that it's not true. And God has truly delivered me from so much. I am a brand new person and I honestly have not been, I have not thrived like this in my entire life. So that's a brief summary. <laughs> that's crazy. All oh, that's just crazy. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that everything turned out the way it did. I, yeah, I don't even know. Like, there's so many avenues to go down with all of that. That's <laughs> that's crazy. And I do. I remember. I do remember. Like, when I first met you and we would chat, like you were struggling a lot. And to hear you now, you just you sound so confident. I just love that. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love the confidence in your tone. Um, you like, you know who you are. You know what works uh, for you. You know what can help others, right? Like, you know these truths, and they're very vivid and valid in your mind. And you walk with those in truth and in confidence. And I, I, I can just hear it. And I just, that's just awesome. So, congrats on figuring all of that out. It's just amazing. Yeah, you know my, um, um my cognition has improved too. So. I, like, I was just looking at my old YouTube videos, and I had to set them to private because it's so embarrassing. Like, in, there were from 2017, and I was just so malnourished that my brain did not function at a normal capacity. Like, I actually talked slower, um, and I didn't realize that. So I definitely, I do sound different, very much so. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I know uh, before we started recording that we were discussing like binge eating and stuff like that. Walk me through that. I'm curious because you were telling me that that's, uh, you know, you've struggled with and wrestled with that. Um, and that's something that I talk about often. And, you know, listening to your story, you know, I didn't hear a point in time where that would have been a struggle. So kind of walk me through. Cause I think oftentimes there are people that struggle with these kinds of things that either A, think that no one notices mm -hmm or B, don't even realize that they're doing it because they don't think their circumstance looks like one in which that would be yes. a, an issue. Because you say malnourished, right? And so I'm thinking binge eating and I'm like, okay, where do those two connect? So so walk walk us through where that was riddled in. Through yeah, that. so when I started losing all of that weight, I was misdiagnosed by many with an eating disorder. And my own family accused me of having an eating disorder, even though I had all of these autoimmune, you know, markers and... Um, so that was really hard. And I was actually held against my will in an eating disorder unit, um, for an entire month. And that was one of the most traumatizing things I've ever been through. 
to be told that I had an eating disorder and I'm standing there telling them, no, I have autoimmune disease. I'm doing keto for autoimmune relief. Um, and, but at, at the end of the day, I was, you know, 65 pounds at five foot six and I needed to refeed and that's all they cared about. And I, I can appreciate that now, but that experience was really hard to have my family tell me, if you check yourself out, you won't have a home to come back to. Um, and just many, many people that I knew were like, wow, it's just an eating disorder. And I felt totally abandoned. So when I came back from there, I was required to work with um, eating disorder specific nutritionists and dietitians. And I just had this label that was, it was false. I did not have a twisted relationship with food and I didn't have body dysmorphia, but I was not absorbing nutrients. Um, so, you know, technically I guess it was an eating disorder. Um, and it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around that. And so I continued to lose weight, rapid amounts of weight and looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing a total skeleton is, it's terrifying. It didn't matter what I did. I mean, like I said, I was eating 6,000 calories at one point. This is when I came up with my ice cream recipe because it was the easiest thing to eat crazy amounts of. Um, and I just kept losing weight. And so, and then all of the, the toxic, toxic relationships and the accusations, it was extremely overwhelming. And I got to the point where I just wanted to escape it. I, I just wanted someone to fix me so I could be normal and live my life. And so I tried to convince myself that it was all an eating disorder. This was after the hospital and everything. And I was like, maybe it is all in my head. And maybe I can eat these normal foods if, if I just believe that it's okay. So I would, you know, go to Panera and get all the gluten on the menu and sabotage myself. And I would get so sick. And it was just um, being overwhelmed and wanting to be normal. And so I would start, you know, I was in pain. It's like everything that I ate, I reacted to either with ulcerative colitis. So I would involuntarily throw up or mast cell activation syndrome, which it just makes you sensitive to everything and it's painful. So I decided, okay, I'm going to start eating big amounts at once and then fast because fasting gave me so much relief. So that turned into these eating episodes. I would literally stay up through the entire night and I was very like organized with it. Um, I would even put a towel on my couch because I knew I would be there for a long time and I didn't want to get food on my couch. And I would set up water bottles to stay hydrated. And it was like, it was like my goal to eat as much as possible without throwing up. And I would just sit there and watch Heartland on Netflix all night and eat. Um, and I was, I was just in so much pain and I was very, very lost. And I didn't, it's crazy that, I thought that's what everyone wanted me to do, to eat like my life depended on it. And, but that, 
that is a binge eating disorder. So after doing that for some time, it, it became a habit. Um, and last year, I got into the worst car accident. Um, my car was totaled. I probably should have died. And it was during a binge episode. I was still going through that. Like I said, I was in the an abusive relationship. And um, all I knew, my life was just, you know, go to the chiropractor and then try to eat. <laughs> and it sort of became my escape. But it was also, um, it was just a desperate plea to be normal. And I didn't know what I could do better. I was doing keto at the time. I wasn't eating junk food. I wasn't, I've never, you know, like craved takeout or sugar um, like some other people do. I was definitely addicted to the keto treats though. And it was um, definitely affecting my dopamine. And I was going through so much. I was so stressed out. I was depressed. I felt like a total failure. So anything to give me a dopamine boost was um, pretty great especially coming from someone who used to take Adderall. You know, I respond to dopamine a lot. Um, so yeah, last year I got in that car accident and it was crazy. Right when it happened, a fire truck showed up and I just got my Panera, which had like flown to the back seat. There was like a salad all over the back seat and I just gathered what I could and I went and sat on the sidewalk and kept eating. Like that's how numb I was. I was in so much pain. I didn't know how I was going to escape this guy abusing me. I didn't know how I was going to gain weight so that my family would talk to me again. Um, and so that was how my binge eating disorder manifested. And when I started carnivore, it was like, it was such a relief because it alleviated those refeeding complications. Like you know, hypoglycemia and the ulcerative colitis and the gastroparesis, all of that became so much more tolerable and um, very quickly non-existent. So it allowed me to eat without suffering. And that alone was such a relief. And I, you know, I realized, okay, I don't need to have these eating um, episodes anymore. And yes, the habit was still there. And I know that like during Corona, um, I decided, you know, I'm going to go try some keto ice cream again. And just because of what I've been through, it was very difficult for me to just grab one pint of ice cream. And then I ended up with like seven different flavors around me. And I'm like, this is bad. I just can't do this. Um, so there was some time where I just didn't, I was like, I, I just can't mess with sweets um, because it was that dopamine thing um, and my addictive personality. But now it is gone. I am free from it. I make carnivore brownies um, with beef protein isolate. And um, even if I, you know, I have some companies send me like keto treats and stuff. And it's so interesting. I mean, I can try these things. And I just don't even want to finish it. Like, I don't crave it at all. It does for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally mm -hmm. like, I just want to go make my meat. <laughs> because that's what makes me feel good. And I know that's my fuel. That's my food. It's um, 
that's, you know, supporting all of my neurotransmitters so that I can get dopamine from healthy things. Um, and I never thought that I would be to that point where I didn't even want these keto treats. So, um, yeah, no, that's crazy. You know, I, I, one point of resonation with, with you is kind of like, I remember even after keto, like when I was working on my bulimia and my binging, like, I remember like keto treats my thing, like, you know, like legendary nut oh. butters. I could eat a whole jar of that. Like just like, just down it before I even put, I didn't, it, it didn't, I didn't even sit down on the table. Like it was gone. I was standing at yes. the pantry, you know? Um, and, but it's weird now. Like I remember, you know, probably when I started training for marathons, I started working on more of an intuitive approach to food, trying to work on that level of my, uh, listening to my body, building that trust with my body. I had never really had. And I remember the first time I took a bite, I think, I think I was craving something like cookie dough. I don't know. Something I just, I just wanted to taste it. And, and my wife had bought a cookie dough quest bar because she likes those when she's on the run at, at, at work. And I took one bite and I was like, that's good. That's enough. And I put it back in the pantry and I walked away. And then like I was working on my computer thinking about something and uh, it was related to like eating disorders. And I thought about it. I was like, oh my God, <sighs> I put that back. I didn't even think twice. Like, yeah. And that's uh, once you, once that light bulb goes off and you, and you realize that you have developed this level of, okay, I can have like this foundation of eating healthy whole foods and I can have the occasional keto treat or whatever. And I have the ability, the empowerment and the confidence to put that down and only have one serving and not feel like I'm going to lose control and know who I am in that is one of the most freeing feelings when you've had an eating disorder. It's one of the most freeing feelings ever. So I totally resonate with that. Um, the, the other thing that I thought was interesting was how often, and I think that your, your situation obviously was extreme uh, in terms of like, you know, the things you were going through and then how you, you were wrestling with your uh, family's perspective of it and what they were trying to get you to do and get you to just eat more. Um, but I think about, you know, people that have, you know, binge eating disorder and bulimia and anorexia or, you know, and this is probably more catered towards the binging part of everything. So more like bulimics and, and binge and bed, people with bed, um, you know, how often do, um, are they enabled by society to just yeah. keep doing that? Because it's kind of like, oh, you don't have a problem. You have this, you need to eat more like, or like someone's sick and they do have, I guess, so yeah, they do have anorexia or they do have Lyme disease, or like they have a disease that's not anorexia, they just like get an eating disorder or disorder gets placed on them, or people that, uh, you know, I don't know, they have bulimia or something, and they're like, oh, you're losing weight, you just need to eat more, like my mom, until she found out my throw up, she never knew I had bulimia, like they had no idea, like they just were like, oh, you just need to eat more, or, you know, um, when people are sad, and they're upset, and the food, and they have like the cycle of bad foods, bad dopamine, bad serotonin production, and these vicious cycles and people don't see it, and they just see the outside and they like it and everybody, you know, it's all like, Oh, food's kind of the focus. Like food is how things get right. fixed. And right. And so it's kind of like this enabling of, and these creations of these disorders through this enabling, not being able to see, like not being able to take a step back and look at the possibility of other things going on mm -hmm. in the background. And I just think that our, our, our society has a really bad habit of, of, elevating and promoting 
what for a lot of people turns into a very totally i mean just look at how many moms are giving their kids food just to make them shut up um so with your mom you know she was trying to encourage you and she meant she meant well and so many people were just telling me just eat whatever you want um i remember when i was just even last year when i was still really struggling I was getting a massage and I asked my massage therapist, what should I eat? Because I was already going through this mental battle of should I go home and, you know, stock up on keto treats? I waste, man, I wasted so much money on these Quest nacho chips and all this stuff. (laughs) Um, Or should I go home and eat meat? And I just asked my massage therapist, what do you think I should eat? Um, And he's like, I think you should eat whatever you want. And my point is, he was just coming from a a good place where he didn't think I should be hard on myself, but he didn't know what I was going through. He didn't know that I had all of these gut issues. Um, And so I just took that and I, I ran with it and it, and it hurt me because I was too unstable to um, even recognize what a mess I was in. And I was just constantly in fight or flight. And when someone is going through something so traumatizing it's crazy how a really well-meaning person can still set them off in the wrong direction. And it makes me wonder how often this is happening in society. You know, eating, stress eating is pretty much a normal thing. Um, And there are just so many things that I feel like anyone, anyone could address themselves at this level. I feel like everyone has stress eaten my mom, my mom is the only person that I've ever known who doesn't stress eat. Um, I've never seen her stress eat, but she's, she's like an alien. She's way different than a lot of people. So. <laughs> set apart. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you. And I think, yeah, I think that there is, I think that something for the, you know, for the whole audience listening to take away too from this is kind of like, just because it's justifiable doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. Right? And it's like uh, oftentimes, huh? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I know. I know. I'm excited. Uh, but like, it's kind of like oftentimes we, we, you know, we're hanging out with the crowd and we, uh, you know, binge eat two pizzas or whatever. And the people around us go, oh, I did that last weekend. You know, like, ah, don't worry about it. Don't, don't beat yourself up. Right. And so, why they think they're helping. And even you in that moment, you know, that, that level of comfort is way nicer than somebody telling you that it's wrong because you're already beating yourself up. But we don't realize is oftentimes that in that, that, that kind of response enables us to think that it's okay. And it's normal to have slip ups. And it is normal that it's common to have slip ups, but that doesn't, and, and it is in a, in a sense, normal, like people are not perfect. Like I don't eat butter and steak all the time every day right it's like it's not like my only meal I have things outside of that I have chicken I have pork you know I have vegetables when I want them right like so like Mm -hmm. there are like like I'm not like one you know everybody has things that they eat outside of plan I'm not saying that so like it's normal you know and then when you have people that slip up and like eat stuff that's extremely you know off plan you know is obviously going to be detrimental to their body at least at least while their body's learning and, and trying to deal with that substance. 
and it's so normalized and it is normal because people do it often, but that doesn't mean it's the right decision. Yes. And so it's kind of, it, it, so, so it's kind of like you have to, before you have to really look at yourself and go, okay, why do I keep messing up? Do you keep messing up because everybody you're, t- everybody you talk to says that they do it all the time too, right? Is there's, is there's, a, is there's a subconscious level of normalness that has come over your actions that are keeping you from reaching your goals you know, that are making you go back into binge episodes, because that might be an issue. And, and, and to fix that, you need to kind of do what Rebecca talked about, you know, she, she made a new form of self, right? Like she took time and she, she, she really rewired her thought process, right? She got with God, they, they, they sat down, they said, Okay, look, this is what I thought, this is what it looked like, this is what it needs to look like, this is how we need to think, right? And took that time to reevaluate their perspective on their actions and their responses to those actions. And I think that if you're struggling with a binge eating disorder or any eating disorder um, or body image issue at all, you have to take time to dig at the root of those lies and replace them with the truth. And that takes you stepping back and going, okay, maybe one of my issues and why I can't seem to get not slip up is because I'm looking at all of this all the responses from my friends, all the responses from the community, all the responses I tell myself, and I'm justifying them as normal, which makes them quote unquote right or okay. And they're not okay. Just because it's normal doesn't mean it's okay. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. Put that on a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I love So I love that you huh? use the word I love that you use the word justify. Um that's exactly what I did. It was like, you know, everyone's telling me that I need to gain weight. That's obviously my goal. But that doesn't mean that the way that I do it is, you know, whatever. Um, and it, I really had to listen to what God was saying and search my heart and my intention and my motive. It, you know, I had to shift it from getting away with this thing that was just hurting me to what you know how does god call me to live and i realize this is clearly not how i'm going to heal because god would never want me to go through this or be a slave to this behavior so i really like the word justify that's perfect yeah no i love that i love that okay okay this has been a great conversation i've really enjoyed walking through this with you same what is okay okay if somebody is struggling uh, with kind of, you know, you know, their place trying to maybe maybe they've tried everything and they feel like they haven't find, found the answer. Right, which I know so many people that feel like that. Um, what is a piece of advice that you have for them if they're listening right now, and they just feel like, you know, they exhausted all options, they don't feel like they're going to be able to figure this out. Like what is what is something that you would say to them? Number one, they have to realize that they are created with purpose and that God does have a bright future for them. Um, I love that. I mean, that's, that is number one. Nothing's going to happen until you believe that. Um, In my opinion, I I wouldn't be here. I would have given up a long time ago if I didn't know that that were true. And sometimes it's hard to believe it, but that's, you know, that's part of being human. We don't know the thoughts of God. And that takes humility to look at even the ugliest circumstance, even when you're wondering why do these horrible things happen to good people? God is sovereign and he is true to his word. He cannot, he he can't tell a lie. Um, So that's number one. And then number two, 
I would encourage them to dig deeper than just nutrition if that's what they've been trying. You know, I have a lot of people tell me I've tried everything. Well, it's usually when people tell me that, that at the same time, that's, that's when I realize, okay, then you've probably gone through some type of trauma or you're going through something that is not being addressed at an emotional level um, because these things manifest physiologically. Like when I was in that abusive relationship, I was constantly stuck in fight or flight mode, which, you know, affected my digestion, my blood sugars, my sleep, which affects our healing. So that's another thing to consider is get real. Um, You know, I've had a lot of people, I think, get tied to this idea of maybe if I do this certain thing or take this certain supplement Um, you know, they just want a cocktail. Uh, They want a formula to follow, but it doesn't work that way. God designed us to think, um, what's the word, Um, to to be able to think outside of the box and um, critical thinking, you know, critical thinking skills. You are not going to look like Sally or Joe, and what works best for you now is probably going to change in the future. So being in tune with yourself um, on all levels, emotionally, spiritually, and um, not being afraid to address things at a, at a deeper level is really helpful. And then having the support to do that. So finding the right support. Um, there is never a circumstance where there is no hope. Never. And it's just about being patient process. That's the other thing is trust the process. Um, I would, my relationship with God is so amazing. That's why I wake up with a smile on my face. I am filled with joy and excitement for life. And I would not have that if I hadn't gone through everything that I went through. So sometimes I like to tell people, view your circumstances as a way that God is trying to draw you closer to him. It's really very intimate. Um, Instead of, you know, God's forgotten about me or he doesn't care about me or he's punishing me. Our, our human brains like to make up things like that, but honestly, God allows things to happen for a reason and he always provides a way out. And, um, that's how we are. That's how we learn to truly trust in him. I, I wouldn't have had grace with myself and all my perfectionism and OCD. Um, I'm totally delivered of that because I learned to see myself through the way that God sees me. And so reframing your mind and the way that you speak about yourself, even if you're not spiritual, the way that we speak and think, matters for anyone that applies to anyone so that was not one thing (laughs) but those are the main things that I would recommend to someone who feels like they have tried everything um just stay open-minded no I love it so so quick recap God is sovereign be real dig deeper get support and understand your words have power like yes all, all yes to all five of those i'm so for it i love it all that's awesome that's a great that's great 
Those are great things to like, listen, listen. Somebody's going through something. It's like, listen, I got five things to say to you, okay? Yeah. God is sovereign, right? Jeremiah 2911. You got plans, bro. Secondly, <laughs> okay, um, be real. Like, are there some things that you're not wanting to address, either emotionally or maybe the way you're living? You know it's wrong, but people justify it as okay and it's not. Um, thirdly, dig deeper. Are you are you really only looking at nutrition? What about your work-life balance? What about all that? Like, I love that part. That's yeah. huge. Get support. Exactly. Accountability, coaching, something. Get in front of somebody that knows how to help you in a healthy way. And don't just get somebody just to have somebody. Some of these people don't know what the crap they're talking right. about. Make sure you get someone knows what they're talking about. Um, you know, yeah, and then realize your words have power, and the way we talk to ourselves can manifest itself in crazy ways. So I love, I loved all five of those. That's great advice. I dig it. I dig it. What would you say? Um. All right. What would What would yeah, I say? Yeah, just curious. Hmm. What would I say? Somebody said, "I have exhausted all options. What do I?" do hmm that's a good question i've never really thought of that i've never thought about that i've never had that happen but i've never been in that situation i've never felt like i've exhausted well you know what i take that back that is a lie from hades Mm -hmm. that's not true um the one time i did was was when i got saved was that i was at a point of felt like i had exhausted all options in terms of like satisfaction of life and so i guess i guess the one thing that i would say to somebody that told me that is nine times out of 10, if you, if you come to me and you said something like that, I would say there's probably just, there's probably something you haven't tried. Like everybody, everybody. And generally when people do that, it's kind of like, they feel like they've exhausted all options because they've gone through a lot of options, whether it's because from misguided information, maybe they're, you know, not spiritual. And so they haven't even tapped into that side of things. Maybe from like a nutritional perspective, they've just, you know, you know, read all of the surface level books and just tried all of like the, the, the special diets like gluten-free, keto, right? And they never really dove into like, okay, what, what do they need as a bio individual? Because you can get really nuanced with that. And I'm telling you, as a nutritional therapist, there is never going to be something you haven't tried. You, there's no, no human has tried everything. No human has tried everything. If you come to me and say, I tried everything, you're a liar because- there's literally like, like, like the, like, there's so many options out yeah. there. There's so many things you could try. Right. There's so many yeah. things. And like, I mean, and even j- just from like a, from like a, let's get out of like Western medicine. Let's just talk about like, like natural new, you know, a naturopathic way of handling things. I mean, there's like, you know, so many different countries that have so many different kinds of herbal teas, the remedy, the exact same yeah. issue. Like, when you go to all those, try all that, try all this, try prayer, try – like, no one human has literally tried all of that and not found their answer. Like, that's the thing is, like – so when often people – when people come with that kind of circumstance, I try – I more of try to say, hey, it's going to be okay. We can get through this. There is a plan, right? I truly believe that, you know, we all have purpose. We all have worth. There is a reason that you're still alive. There's a reason that this is going on. We are going to figure it out together. Let's look at possible options that you haven't looked at yet, right? Because I think oftentimes humans also look at their the things to try through their perspective alone. And it's so easy to just get one outside perspective to see another option. Yes. And oftentimes that we're, we're, yeah, we're so narrow-minded in our own like walls. It's like, well, I've tried everything. Well, you've only tried everything that you can see. 
other people see differently than you yeah. do, you know? <clears throat> That's so good. So, yeah. So I think, I think I would say something like that. I don't, I don't have it as clear as your five points. Though. I got to work <laughs> on that. Now you've challenged me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get into the office and, 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 and marinate. Um, okay. So where can people go to find more about you? Instagram. I, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Um, or my email, which is linked to Instagram. So I'd probably just say Instagram, tailored keto health. Um, my name is not Taylor, <laughs> um, but that's pretty much my handle for Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, um, or yeah, yeah, or you can email me anytime. Sweet, I love it. Well, Rebecca, it was so good having you on the show. I hope people draw so much from this. And of course, guys, I have all the links in the show notes. So if you want to ask her about something particular that she said, um, it's in there. And of course, if you have anything that you want to talk about with me, you know where to find me. Um, again, thank you so much thank for coming you. on the show. Thank you. It was awesome. <laughs>